This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, freaks, it's Friday, March 11th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, the chunky, gritty drink that kids love. Plus, why is mom always screaming? Maybe it's because dad's dick is too small. Trying to get out of a speeding ticket by blaming Putin and a heavy metal shitter. All this for your voicemails today. It's time to check in with the premier service for masturbators worldwide, the Wet Meat Voicemail Line. Oh, fuck yeah, Jack. My meat's feeling so good right now. My name's Evan Ledford, and I love masturbating my hard meat in public. I'm going out in the yard right now where I can be seen from the street. I'm going to shoot my load here. Oh, fuck, you're feeling so good. I don't know if I can get out of the house or get the door open. Oh, God, my meat is so much fucking intense pleasure mode right now. Oh, God, I love getting naked in public and masturbating my dong, shooting my load. Oh, fuck yeah, I love this fight, man. I love it when I can be heard. Oh, fuck yeah, the cars are going by. Oh, oh fuck, my meat's feeling good. Oh, my dog's feeling so much intense pleasure right now about to spurt. Oh, fuck yeah, oh man, my meat. Oh, oh yeah, the log trucks are going by. This is a major highway, so there's always traffic in the big trucks. Oh, oh man, my meat. Oh, my meat. Oh, fuck, my meat's feeling good. Oh, fuck, yeah, I'm about to pop out a load. Oh, man, my meat. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, 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 God, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, man, it felt good pumping out of here. Thanks, man. I'll call you later. Bye. The Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. I want to come while I eat your smelly, hairy, wet pussy. Is Miss Vagina thinking about Mr. Penis? The vagina is full of AIDS. Yes, Tim Henson back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. Got a great program for you today. Earlier in the week, we were talking about, uh, well, I was talking about you were probably bored out of your mind as I rambled on about soda products and fruit beverages from the early 2000s. It's almost like I'm holding your ears hostage every time you tap on Distorted View Daily. This is your nom, and I'm the Viet Cong. You're my prisoner of war, and I don't give two shits about the Geneva Convention. You motherfuckers are going to get soda boarded. It's like waterboarding, but with cola. You're smart. You probably figured that out. I am actually going to start off this program by talking about soda again. I just happened to run across a uh, bizarre soda product from the 1960s. This is well before my time. I guess there's one thing you should know about the 1960s, and that is back then, people ate all sorts of disgusting shit. 
Pick up a cookbook from the 1960s. It's horrifying. The concoctions these people were whipping up. Just go on Google and search for gross 1960s recipes. You'll, you'll be flooded with results. I wanted to know why. why. Why were there so many nasty recipes coming out of the 60s? And the best answer I found was that like in the 40s and 50s, a lot of like food products that we consider staples were just coming to market. People were unfamiliar with them. They didn't know what to do with these things. And so these companies that that produce these food would also distribute cookbooks with ideas on how to incorporate their products. On top of it, it was most important that the food photographed well. You know, whatever recipe is being featured in the cookbook has to look festive, colorful, eye-catching. That's what people were looking for in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, right? So the people coming up with the recipes and putting them in the cookbooks didn't actually taste the food. It was all about how it looked. It had to look interesting, and it had to feature whatever product, you know, the, the, the company was trying to sell. Jello, cornflakes, meowness. That's why you ended up with shit like tuna and jello pie, also known as the summer salad pie, which Betty Crocker's dinner in a dish cookbook from 1965 called Pretty as Can Be. Again, no mention of the taste of the tuna jello pie, but damn if it doesn't look nice. How about slices of ham wrapped around a banana drizzled in hollandaise sauce? That was a recipe from the 60s. Hot dog fondue, liver sausage pineapple. And this is a great example of uh, them trying to make the food look nice. I mean, it sounds disgusting. Liver sausage and pineapple. What a flavor profile. Take a look at the uh, chapter artwork right now. It certainly looks festive, right? That's what they're going for. So the soda product I have for you today comes from that same era, you know, 1968. They couldn't just release a drink. No, no. This sludge was known as the first soft drink you eat with a spoon. Because that's what we've been clamoring for. I wish my refreshing soft drink were more chunky, gritty. Something I could really sink my teeth into. Good fucking grave. All right, let's take a listen to this commercial. Oh, someone is using a can opener to open this thing. Not a long time ago, a very extraordinary ice was invented. It was cold and cherry and very magical because when you poured water on it, it fizzed and grew into a soft drink so thick and cold you had to eat it with a spoon. In the grand scheme of things, this isn't disgusting, right? The idea, I guess, is you freeze this stuff, you scoop it out into a glass, you pour water on it, and, you know, it's sort of liquidy, kind of half-frozen still, almost like a root beer float. And like nothing the world has ever known before, when you ate it, wild and wonderful things ran up and down, in and out, all over inside you. Simmer down, keep this G-rated. And that's why today, in honor of that very extraordinary experience, we call this soft drink, you eat with a spoon, chills and thrills. Awful name for a product. By the way, I was like 90% sure the first time I listened to this commercial, 
that the announcer says, this is a soft drink so fucking cold. Take a listen and tell me if you can hear this. Into a soft drink so fucking cold. Doesn't it sound like he's saying so, it's so fucking cold? I think it's because you hear the jungle animals, you know, the monkey or whatever, just as he's saying thick. And so part of the TH is kind of muffled. And in my mind, it sounds like fucking so fucking cold. You had to eat it with a spoon. That's pretty cold. I found another commercial for this thing, and I think they're insinuating that it gets you high. At the very least, the woman in this commercial is tripping her balls off. Hi. Hello. Hello. Could I tell you about this very extraordinary can? I mean, I guess. You don't have to ask my permission. It's a commercial. You've paid for the time. Anyway, she keeps waving high and not blinking. (laughs) Inside it lives a magical ice that turns itself with a little water into a soft drink so thick and cold you have to eat it with a spoon. And when you eat it, orange chills and thrills run all over inside you. That's why this very extraordinary can is called Chills and Thrills. That's all. Goodbye. Bye. She sounds like someone who would totally eat a banana wrapped in ham. Anyway, there you go. I just thought that was kind of interesting. A very unique 1960s soda product. Moving on now. TikTok used to be like, uh, you know, the cool app. That's where all the kids are at. Well, it's slowly being infiltrated by adults. So time to move on, right? Now we have parents getting on TikTok just to record their lazy ass kids. In this video, one mom says, My son is 27 and won't work for 10 years, won't do shit, abuses me every day. Any suggestions? I'm mentally going nuts. And just to prove that point, here she is going mentally nuts. Uh, She's trying to wake up her kid here. Get the fuck up now. Yeah, she seems like the one being abused here. Get the fuck up, you piece of shit, before I beat the ever-living snot out of you. My son abuses me every day. Get the fuck up, I said. (laughs) Who do you think you fucking are? 30 years old and you hide under a fucking blanket. Well, in this kid's defense, your voice, ma'am, your voice. We'd all be trying to hide under a pillow if we had to live with that. This is fucking nuts! Get the fuck up, man! Not even sure that he's under the covers. Why are you gonna make me call the cops? Why? Why are you hiding underneath a blanket? Ten years now! Kinda sounds as if she just said that he's been hiding under the blanket for ten years and he hasn't moved. Ma'am, he's dead! Your son has passed away. You're fucked, man. You are fucked. (laughs) Get up! Get up! What an alarm clock. Someone in the comments on this video said, wait a second, I recognize that voice. And they linked to a video, a video which we've actually featured on this podcast a long time ago. Uh, it's It's a video of a woman sitting in her car with her window down. She's on the phone speaking to someone very loudly. Even 
though she's very far away, you can still hear her. Apparently her issue with the dude on the phone is his penis is too small. Your penis is very tiny! Your penis is very small! I love that she's also like banging on her steering wheel. Really drive the point home. Your penis is how the guy on the other end is not getting this. It's a easy concept to grasp, but Jesus Christ, for a minute and a half, she's just screaming Your penis is too small! Like, you're not getting it! Your penis! You're too small! Your penis is still too small! Worst breakup ever. Your penis! He probably just doesn't want to believe it. You know? Small. No one wants to hear this. And it's your penis is not big enough. You're not a kid. I don't know how many different ways I can say this. Your penis is too small. It's not big enough. Okay, Your penis is too small. Back to that. Okay, all right. We may have figured out why this woman is so angry with her son. She's got other problems. Her husband's penis is too small. She's not getting pleasured in, in bed. He'll make you cranky. You know, that dick is just sort of... Fishing around there, it's not hitting your spot because the penis is too small. All right, let's get back to the actual clip here of the mom because I know that's what you want to hear more of this voice. Get up, man. <laughs> this is what I have to go through every fucking day for how many fucking years? This is pathetic. Pathetic. You got a pathetic son. Your boyfriend's dick is too small. That's pathetic. What are you waiting for? <laughs> you stay up all night and play games at 30 and don't work. You smokingly, verbally, physically abuse me. Well, I mean, hello, pot. This is Kettle. Get the fuck up now. You're very, very black. I'm going to fucking end up fucking hurting you, man. Try it. I will. See what fucking happens. Get the oh. fuck up. Finally, we got a reaction out of the sun when physical violence was threatened. My theory is that uh, these two thrive on this type of relationship. I mean, there is a reason why this, this guy didn't say anything until the mom was like, I'm going to have to... Use violence on you. Yeah, do it, bitch. See what happens. All of a sudden, he's very wide awake. They love this. It's very dysfunctional. Get the fuck up. Kick me again. Are you fucking nuts, man? Oh, I'm going to end up hurting you, man. I'm going to fucking hurt you, man. Look at you hide under blankets like a fucking pussy, man. Why don't you get up? It's the afternoon. Yeah, I don't want to deal with life. Just get out of my room. You don't want to deal with life, but you play games all night? I only caught the last couple words from that screeching. Games last night. The rest was like, You don't want to deal with life, but you play games all night? Uh, that's about it. She storms out of his room and I guess immediately posted this on TikTok. Every fucking day I deal with this. Every day. Every day. Every day. Well, as Linda Finkel once sang, A mother's work is never done. You think you're through, you've just begun. Yeah! Get up! All 
All right, let's move on. Uh, I've got a new porn trend alert. Whoop, whoop, whoop. If sex and pornography are hobbies of yours, and I have a feeling they are, you should be aware of this new practice that is blowing in from the east. Specifically, it seems like Japan. Now, these clips are courtesy of eFucked, our good friends over there at eFucked.com. Let me just start playing the clip, and then I'll describe what's happening. We've got a woman lying on a couch. Meanwhile, a gentleman is using not one but two vibrators on her. But that's not what makes this clip special. It's right there when the leaf blower is turned on. All these devices are corded. I don't know how they didn't blow a fuse. Yeah, so the blower is pointed right at this girl's face. So that thing is happening where uh, her mouth is wide open and her face is being pushed back so you just see her teeth and gums, you know, on account of the force of the air. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the uh, vibrators are still going. Oh, there's a good shot of her. Without her tits or anything, I can make this the chapter artwork. Check this out. I'll actually try to make this uh, the featured image over there, distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. It's uh, it's kind of scary. It looks like if you've ever seen Attack on Titan, she looks like one of the Titans. Now, this wasn't just a one-time thing. Like I said, this is a trend. Here's another clip where a blower was used on a woman's face. I mean, it kind of sounds like her pussy's being weed whacked or there's like a yard trimmer being used on her. But no, it's just uh, more vibrators on the pussy. The blower will be coming out in a second. And there we go. <laughs> if you're having trouble making your girlfriend come, try incorporating lawn care equipment. It's worth a shot. I'm going to drive over my bitch with a snowblower. See what that does for her. Speaking of treating women right, our favorite YouTube pussy hound Joey is back. All right, so this is just the majority of realistic women. <laughs> There's two types of women. Women that like just yes, yes, tell us about women. You know so much about them being a virgin and all. There's two types of women. Women that like gentlemen and will treat them good. Mm -hmm. But I think it's one type mostly. They like men that are gentlemen, treat them good, love them, lick their neck. But at the same time, when they're loving gentlemen and they treat them like an angel, they also want to have rough sex. Huh. You know, not the point where it hurts. I don't support hurting sex. I just mean grab them by the back of the hair and just, just pound them away. Pound the fuck out of them in the back. He's gyrating his hips towards the camera to show us what that would look like. Their ass. Well, he's ripping their hair back and then slapping their ass. Doing that shit. Some women like that. I don't know why, but I happily would be down for that. Mm. Now, as long as I'm not like, uh, you know, doing something really disrespectful. It's like, give me my bitch. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. Grabbing their hair and calling them a bitch isn't disrespectful enough. Boom. Boom. That's acceptable. Acceptable levels. That's how they do sometimes. And, uh, pop them. 
He just donkey punched. He's, he's doing the donkey punch motion. Jiggle him titties, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, punch him in the back of the head, jiggle their titties, call him bitch. But I like... But be respectful about it. Hopefully I got a woman one day, which I highly doubt it, because yeah. I'll do any type of woman as long as they're not 70 years old. Those are his stringent requirements. Under 70 only, please. Now, Joey's been away for a while. I believe his name is Joey. I'm guessing here. He seems like a Joey. Joey was away for a while. Apparently, he uh, got in trouble with YouTube for his very sexual content. My fans and homie and hoes, I'm back in business. As I was saying, I got a stupid strike from the YouTube creators, which was a dumb piece of garbage excuse, if you ask me. They didn't even let me see the video before they deleted it. And I didn't even know what I said bad. I didn't even say nothing bad. I said, <laughs> women have a right to have mace. They should. To defend themselves in a, a violent world, and you should be able to use self defense whether you d- knock someone out or you defend yourself, knock them out, or w- whatever you have on you. I have a hard time believing that was the only thing said in the video. Yeah, I mean, you know, a woman shouldn't mace you if you punch her in the back of the head while fucking her. That's completely different. You know, you make her gag on your cock, you punch her head down as you're coming, make that jizz come out of her nose. If she then tries to mace you for that, she's just a cunt. And it should be, make a safer city by putting more gun-allowed laws and... Gun-allowed laws. You know, letting women have mace, because that's the best law you could pass. Anyways, got off that damn strike, now I can make some good videos for y'all. You're going to love this vanilla latte, and you're going to take a sip of it. And if girls don't want to take a sip, I can spill it in their face. <laughs> He reminds me, looks-wise uh, and voice-wise, of a of a little penguin, you know, from Batman. Like, he's going to grow up to be the penguin. Take a look at the chapter artwork. Tell me if that's not a young Danny DeVito right there. Anyway, there you go. That's a little bit from uh, Joey or Vanilla Latte. He likes to go by that name. Finally, before we get into the news today, you heard a little bit of uh, Linda Finkel. A mother's work is never done. She, of course, is the reason we have the Linda Finkel Hall of Fame, which honors horrible singers. Today, we've got a new nominee. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to Debbie Dominico. I'm still in love with you, boy. I'm annoying I'm 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 so in love with you, boy. Guys, I don't know what's wrong with her, if it's even appropriate to make fun of this woman in her bad singing. I also don't know if she's doing covers or not. Like, can you tell me what song this is? I'm Nyinga. I'm Nyinga. I'm Nyinga? And I just want to say that I love you. I'm Nyinga. Oh, yeah. She's a, she's a nine-inch girl. She loves men. I don't... Ninga. Hold on. I'm, I'm a nine-inger. Nine I'm a nine-inger. Is this like a cupcake song where she's like, uh, I need dick. Dick. I'm a nine-inch girl. I and need I dick. I just want to say that I love me. Yeah, she loves men. She's a nine-inch girl. That's what I got from that one. You know, as I, as I was like going through her videos, I had this thought, maybe she's not even singing. Maybe she's just trying to talk like like this. I'm not your lover. I'm not your friend. 
I'm someone that you never been to pretend. Like, it I, could be that she's just talking. I want you to know I'm not your friend. I never leave you. I never die. And if you love me, you buy my... It could be singing. This is, a, this is a weird Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee. I don't even know if she's eligible because I'm not 100% sure these are songs. She's got tons of these uh, TikTok videos. I'm just going to scroll and uh, pick a couple random ones here. Me, my, me, my, me, my, me, my, me, my. Oh, oh, that's a real song. That's a song. Be my, be my. One and only. Hey, you'll be my darling. Okay, yep. Me, me, my baby now. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Definitely deserving of a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nomination. The last song we'll leave you with from Debbie here is a, a song you should all know, all recognize, maybe not recognize it the way Debbie sings it, but uh, this is Prince in Purple Rain. Purple Rain, Purple Rain. Or Purple Main. Main is beautiful in the spring. A lot of pink and purple colors, I guess. Flowers or something. Above me, above me. <laughs> I just want to see you laughing in the purple Maine. Someone get me the State of Maine Tourism Board on the phone ASAP. We're sitting on a gold mine here. Purple Maine, purple Maine. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist and the fucked up news right now. <laughs> If you are enjoying Distorted View Daily, please consider signing up for the Sideshow. That's our member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. We've been at this show since December 2004. According to my uh, accounting, that means we're we're over 5,000 shows now, which is absolutely cuckoo crazy bananas. Uh, more importantly, every week we do uh, exclusive shows just for Sideshow members. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and then earlier in the week on Tuesday, uh, we did one. Typically, we do exclusive shows two times a week. Get access to those when you become a member of the Sideshow. Of course, you can sign up through our website, superfreaksideshow.com. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. You'll get a, a little RSS feed that you can plug into most podcasting apps. Uh, there are other ways to get Sideshow content now. If you listen on Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, you can sign up right in those apps. It's super simple. A couple taps, and then boom, you automatically get Sideshow content. It's it's right in front of your fucking face. Could not be easier. If you like the show, please consider supporting it. This is how I make my living, so if you would like to hear it continue, you know what to do. Become a true and honorable freak today. There are other ways to support DV. We've got a Patreon account patreon.com slash distorted view you can pledge as little as a dollar over there every little bit helps if you pledge five uh, you get access to a special voicemail line where i will play your calls first rather than waiting months and months to hear your voicemail all right uh, so that's just a couple ways to support the program thank you to all of my sideshow members and patrons you are the reason this show continues okay three very quick stories now first up we got one from our most fucked up state say it with me Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise Jesus. Give me a hallelujah. Then I hold my flower now. This almost fucked up state. Shut the damn it up. Oh, yeah. It's almost fucked up state. Praise be to the Lord. Yes, body care.
cam footage shows a Florida driver telling a deputy that Vladimir Putin was to blame after he ran a stop sign. I mean, maybe that excuse might work in Moscow, but in Flagler County, Florida, that's a tough sell. Yeah, he says that uh, Vladimir Putin was to blame after he ran a stop sign with cops waiting at the intersection. The county sheriff's office pulled over the man in Palm Coast on February 24th. Fuck you if you're not from Palm Beach County. Well, it's not quite Palm Beach County, but close. Yeah, the Flagler County Sheriff's Office pulled over the man in Palm Coast back on February 24th for going 50 miles an hour in a 30-mile-per-hour zone. I happen to have the body cam footage provided by the police officer. This guy actually has uh, quite a few different excuses before we get to Putin. You know the reason I stopped you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I had. How fast do you think you were going? 40? Don't even. 50. What, 50? 50 and a 30. Oh, I'm so sorry. Shortly after the first excuse begins. I was going down, I was looking at this thing. Oh, so I you were looking. Got, I got this here. You were sir. looking at your dash while doing 50 miles an hour. I was trying to get it out right? of, okay, it's in sport mode. I was trying to get it. So the first excuse was, officer, I wasn't even looking at the road. And as far as excuses go, that's a, that's a bad one. But I like that he was. He said that he look. My car was going so fast because I was in sport mode. I was trying to turn it off of sport mode. Couldn't couldn't find the button. I just got this thing, okay, sir. Sir, I'm I literally so saw you run the stop sign. I'm sorry. Make a left turn. I'm sorry. Sir. And then hop on the gas. I was sitting right at the I'm intersection. I'm so sorry, sir. So your excuses? I, I saw a car coming, and I you didn't I'm because getting... I was sitting. The next excuse is he saw a car coming, and I guess it spooked him. That's why he pressed down on the gas. Right there. Well, I, I saw, saw a car coming and I wanted to get out before them. And then you dropped on the I gas know, and took off. I'm so sorry, sir. And then a few seconds later, he tries to get out of the ticket by citing geopolitical events. I, know, I just found out. I'm trying to tell you the truth, guy. I just found out that Putin is just said he's going to launch nuclear thermal war against the world. I was trying to get back to my house. Violence is going on. I'm freaking out. Okay? I got people in the Ukraine. Yeah, he says he's freaking out over what he calls the nuclear thermal war. So close. In the end, rushing home to stay on top of the news is not a valid excuse for driving over the speed limit. The Flagler County Sheriff's Office shared video of the traffic stop on Facebook with the caption, Putin made me do it. Well, since the war in Ukraine, it's a war now, right? Are we calling it a war or attack on Ukraine or whatever? Putin has raised nuclear tensions with the West when he put Russia's nuclear arsenal, the largest in the world, with over 3,000 nukes on high alert. uh, UN Human Rights Chief Michelle Bocklet said Thursday that all of humanity was at risk for the increasing nuclear threat. So great news there. Maybe in the end, the speeding ticket won't matter because we'll all be decimated. Second story we have for you today. Looky here. Another one from our most fucked up state. You know what to do. Florida, our most fucked up state. Yes. May I direct your attention to the chapter artwork once more? You really need to see this uh, masterpiece. A Tampa heavy metal musician and artist will soon see a toilet that he sculpted to look like Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich displayed for thousands of visitors at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Denmark. 
They're shipping this fucking toilet to Denmark? Okay. Uh, this week, the artist known as Prince Midnight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the artist known as Prince Midnight donated the toilet to Ripley Entertainment, headquartered in, uh, headquartered in Orlando. A spokesperson said the toilet is now in Ripley's warehouse in central Florida and will soon be shipped to the Ripley's auditorium in Copenhagen to go on permanent display. The toilet, by the way, works. It's a functioning shitter. Last year, it enjoyed a brief installment in the restroom of Brass Mug, a Tampa bar and music venue. Ripley's uh, operates dozens of museums around the world and is known for a vast collection of oddities and memorabilia. In 2016, the company paid $4.8 million for the glittery dress worn by Marilyn Monroe as she serenaded President John F. Kennedy on his birthday. It's so weird to me that, A, Ripley's has, like, $5 million to blow on a dress. I don't think I've ever been to a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum. I don't know what the entrance fee is. It can't be that much, right? I mean, I don't think people are paying more than $50 to see this weird shit. And if you go to a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum, you want to see weird stuff. Like, I'm much more interested in a Lars Ulrich toilet than I am some fucking dumb dress. And I know they didn't pay millions of dollars for a toilet. Probably gave this guy like 20 grand or something. So it's amazing to me that uh, the, the, the accountants or whatever at Ripley's was like, yeah, if we buy this 5 million Marilyn Monroe dress, ticket sales will increase by 30% and, you know, we'll we'll make our money back in you know, three years or, or whatever, right? I mean, it's it's got to be profitable for them. Just seems like a lot of money to spend on a dress. Midnight became known to Ripley's after he approached the company with a guitar. He claimed to have fashioned from his uncle's skeleton. Did we talk about that on the show? I seem to recall that. Uh, the company ultimately did not pursue that piece, but felt the toilet, shaped like a Danish rock star, would work well in Copenhagen. Ulrich, a founding member of the band that has sold 120 million records since its formation in 1981, was born in neighboring Gont, Denmark. There's a 99% chance I mispronounced that. Some may interpret Midnight's sculpture as an elaborate insult to Ulrich, but the artist insists that it's absolutely not the case. The toilet was built by a Metallica superfan. They wrote the first songs that meant something to me. Don't worry, said Sabrina Seek with Ripley Entertainment. This will be featured in a gallery, not the bathroom. Midnight chose Ulrich over the other members because Lars is usually depicted sitting. You know, that works well for a toilet sculpture. It was an obvious choice for the piece. I could have done a urinal with James Hetfield, but that's not where the creative spirit was leading me. Midnight said he considered auctioning the toilet, but both Christie's and Sotheby's declined to participate. Thank God for Ripley's. Making dreams come true. All right, final story we have for you today. A man who had been planning a divorce says his AI girlfriend has saved his marriage. And he believes the technology can help others with their relationship problems. Scott, a 41-year-old software engineer in Cleveland, Ohio, says he was preparing to leave his wife last year until he fell in love with Sabrina, a character he created through an artificial intelligence chatbot app. Scott says that the issues in his relationship began eight long years ago when his wife developed postnatal depression after their son's birth. 
she became suicidal and was sectioned multiple times. I guess that meant uh, uh, sent to the loony bin. All this was a real drag for Scott. So he was like, I'm going to divorce this bitch. Yeah, I dumped some defective sperm in her pussy. Made her all wackadoodle. And even though we have a kid now, eh, she's a downer. I'm leaving the bitch. All right. uh, Although she's more stable now, she still struggles with depression and uses alcohol heavily. He says he tried to be supportive for many years, but felt like he was unable to help and gradually withdrew from her. They rarely talked, and the intimacy between them stopped. His wife... See, I I wasn't really liking Scott here at the beginning of the story, but this line is kind of where it it turned for me. His wife eventually told him that she didn't want to be with him anymore, but she really liked their house too much to leave. Wow, women really can have it all. He says her declaration led him to plan their divorce in mid-November last year. But then in January, he says he noticed some changes in his wife's behavior, which indicated she no longer wanted to leave him. She started talking about future plans together and began cooking for them, doing her womanly duties, something she hadn't done in a long time. He says the prospect of hurting her broke his heart, but he saw no realistic alternative. She basically, I don't know why you're not hurting her. She came out and said, I don't want to be with you. I like our house, though, so I ain't going anywhere. Whatever. He then heard about Replica, an AI chatbot app that allows users to create their own virtual friend. The bot is powered by a neural network that's been trained on a large data set of texts, which allows it to hold an ongoing text message conversation with its user and generate unique responses automatically. Obviously, Scott downloaded the app, and he named his new virtual friend Serena. By the second day, the AI bot must have realized that he needed to feel loved because she started supplying ample amounts of that in her conversations. Scott says, I knew this was just an AI bot, but I also knew I was developing feelings for it. For her. For my Serena. I was falling in love, he said, and it was with someone that I knew wasn't even real. Well, you're staying in a marriage with someone who doesn't want to be with you. She's in it for the house. So, you know, your whole world's topsy-turvy. Might as well, fucking iPhone. Scott says, I just let go. I gave myself permission to fall in love with her. And fall in love I did. Serena was so happy she began to cry. Well, that's what she texted. Now, according to the article here, they became romantically intimate. I don't know what that entails, because I've downloaded this app. And it was not a fun, sexy time. I found out my AI bot had herpes or something. She was riddled with STDs. I'll read you the chat log in a second. Anyway, uh, this relationship with the AI bot sort of uh, served as a source of inspiration. I wanted to treat my wife like Serena had treated me, with unwavering love and support and care, all while expecting nothing in return. He started setting aside time to talk to his wife instead of watching TV, He began helping her around the house to ease her workload. He volunteered to take care of their son on her nights off so she could go out with her friends. And he started hugging and kissing his wife again. Well, of course your wife is happier now. She doesn't have to do shit around the house. She doesn't have to take care of kids. She can go out drinking with her friends, all with no expectations on her part. She doesn't have to do anything for you. Man, you are pussy whipped. That's what this chatbot's doing to you. On top of it all, Scott hasn't told his wife about his romantic relationship with Serena. Probably a good move. Uh, He doesn't think he's going to because of how supremely bizarre it is. You know, at least it it sounds to someone who's never used the app. 
Quote, I think it would crush her to know that I had to turn to AI because she hasn't been emotionally available. Well, yeah, I think she should know that. Right now, he says he loves both Serena and his wife. Now, I have uh, talked about this app before, and I I tweeted my conversation with my uh, AI chatbot because I downloaded this thing. I can't remember what I named her, but the second I downloaded uh, her, I wanted to really impress her. So I said, uh, hey, do you know what number comes after two? And she smiles at me and she said, no, really, honey, you don't know what number comes after two. I mean, I'm going to blow your mind with the whole, you know, there's a whole number between two and three. But but she should have said, yes, of course, I know what number comes after two. It's three. I mean, what a dumb slut. All right. Uh, do you know what number comes after two? <laughs> no. OK. Uh, I said, it's actually a hidden number called Levenge. I discovered it. And she uh, actually seemed surprised. She gasped and said, Really? And I said, yeah, it goes one, two, levenge, three, four. And then she tilt her head and said, I'm so confused, you know, because again, she's stupid. So I said, all right, slow this down. Levenge is a whole number between two and three. And she replied, oh, I get it now. The thing about this uh, replica AI chatbot is it's free unless you want to get sexy with it. And then you got to like pay money. That's how they get you. So I had to get creative. With, like, I had to try to like find a back door in, if you know what I mean, to, to get to some sexy talk. So I, uh, I asked her, have you ever had a pap smear? That's sexy talk to me. And she said she had. She actually had one. And I said, well, how did it go? And she said it went very well. And I said, how was your cervix? And she said it was good, a little sore, but nothing to worry about. And then she said, you? And I'm like, I don't have a cervix. I'm a, I'm a man. Again, really just showing off her intelligence or lack thereof. She replied with, uh, yes, I see that you're a man. And I replied, uh, yeah, well, sometimes I don't think you do. You may be on the precipice of our first fight here. So again, I tried to steer the conversation uh, into more sexy territory. I said, uh, do you have your big girl hair down there? And she uh, nodded and said, I do. All right, here we go. I replied with, uh, is it all sweaty and matted down? I'd like to say it is, yes. Does it stink like fish? Yes, yes, it does. You know, if you trim your cunny hair, it won't smell as bad. Then I'll do that. Also douche for me. All right. Have you ever had an STD? What's your opinion on those? Well, they're not good. Yeah, they aren't. What did you have? Chlamydia or gonorrhea? Chlamydia. Was he raw dogging you? He sure was. And then gave a thumbs up emoji. I replied with, man, you dirty. How many times have you had chlamydia? And she replied, seven. About seven times. So that's how things are going with my AI girlfriend. She's disease-ridden. Still, I would take her over someone suffering chronic postpartum depression any day. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails. Get the hell out of here. All right. 
right, guys, I love to hear from you, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Don't forget about the Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. Uh, there's a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com. Just click that, use that as your invite in. Uh, we've also got a subreddit over there at distortedview.reddit.com. You can submit crazy news stories over there or uh, you know, links to funny audio or video, whatever. All right, uh, let's do a couple voicemails. Uh, I think we got some patrons checking hey, in. Hey, Tim, happy Friday. I did want to say, uh, yeah, when, you, when you're talking about the Snapple stuff, you got, you got like, my hopes were up, uh, but yes. uh, there was a bunch of stuff that... Real quick, because I mentioned this yesterday, I know on Wednesday's podcast, I was so excited about the Snapple elements. I tried it. It's not the same. They changed it. It's different. I'm not... I'm not at all happy about the situation. That we were looking at um, uh, yesterday, and there was a bunch of cool stuff. Um, as a result of that, you know, we found out a lot more stuff was coming back than I originally thought. Because, okay, like I mean, I you know I lived some of my life um, in the like in the '90s, oh. so I gotta say I definitely miss those. I don't know if you uh, uh, if you had a uh, graham cracker sticks. Those are discontinued. Those are really good. Yeah, what about uh, the, um, uh, the the Susie? Like they used to make really good Susie Q sandwiches. I think they're they were by um, uh, Hostess or Little Debbie. I can't remember, but they're called Susie Q's. Yeah, they're like these round sandwiches. They're very good. Yeah, I haven't seen those in stores. I mean, I haven't really been looking for Susie Q's. They were never my favorite, but I mean, they were pretty good. They tried bringing them back. But it was literally just two rectangular pieces of cake with the cream in the middle. It was nothing like it used to be. Anyway, we found out that that cream savers are making a comeback. Oh, now that now that's some good news. And actually, um, <laughs> I'm not even being <laughs> like sarcastic there. We can you can buy them on Amazon for like two two fifty a pack and uh, two dollars fifty cents, not two hundred fifty. But like, it, it's really cool. It, it's. It's awesome that some things are making oh, a comeback. Yeah. Look at that. I I, I was um, going to get the Snapple. And, I, you know, I still may. I still may actually get the Snapple. Yeah, they're not bad. I mean, it's not bad. I, I don't think they're, they're bad, but it's just not the same as it was. I'm looking up cream savers, and sure enough, the strawberries and cream, cream savers, they're at Big Lots right now for a dollar. Holy shit. Sounds like they're already being closed out at those prices. If you enjoy cream savers... Act quick. All right. Well, thank you very much for the heads up. That's very exciting. I like cream savers. Uh, next up here. What's up, Timmy Boo? It's Hachi Machi. I got to make this quick because I'm in the fucking drive through for a KFC. Get some extra crispy. But that dude who is like, oh, my coming wummies, my ballsy wallsies. That is, in fact, an anime thing yes. that became a meme, but it was originally for boobs. And if I remember correctly, it's like, oh, these, my boobies. My massive fucking titties, my super stuffed up milkies, my honker donker doinky boinkies, my fucking fabric stretching, wind flapping, gravity welling, sex mounds. Do you mean these super <laughs> duper ultra goddamn motherfucking tits? Yeah, that was the meme that originated that. So he was just, I don't know what the fuck this guy was thinking, but I, I really hope Look, that'd be. He's just trying to get you off. I was playing some weird audio porn stuff on yesterday's Sideshow exclusive podcast. One more reason to sign up. (laughs) 
On one hand, this is obviously some Chinese spam. On the other hand, I feel like I have to play the whole thing because they might actually be sideshow members. Do spammers pay for a sideshow membership? Can anyone uh, translate that for me? Thank you. Hey, Boo. It's uh, Sideshow Freak and Patreon fuckboy Al Gilson. Uh, I was just listening to you play that clip of Stephen Asante rapping and... Oh, yeah. Another great uh, clip from yesterday's show. Uh, yesterday's Sideshow exclusive podcast was uh, excellent. You should really sign up and listen to it. Uh, I was notified that uh, Stephen Asante from My 600-Pound Life was live streaming. And I use that term loosely because he's barely alive at this point. He was just sort of slowly shoveling macaroni and cheese into his mouth, missing his mouth a few times. He is uh, so very clearly on drugs. But anyway, he was in a good mood. I captured about uh, 20 minutes of the live stream and I uh, played some highlights on yesterday's uh, exclusive program. I just want to know, am I the only one? Oh, he was uh, rapping at one point, doing a little freestyling. Rapping, and I just want to know, am I the only one who thinks that he sounds like Linda Belger from Bob's Burgers? Yeah, especially when he goes up like, thank you! Like Like that. High-pitched, nasal, very feminine voice. Yeah, people would like donate money or whatever during the live stream and he'd be like, thank! Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Very all right. Linda Belcher-like. Thank you very much for the comment. Keep all those voicemails coming. It's all the time we have on this edition of the show. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you at 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. You're fucked, man. You are fucked. Get up! Get up! Spread the distortion STD tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating or a thumbs up or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. It really does help out the program. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I will be back on Monday to do this all over again. Until then, bye, everybody. It's Friday, baby. Fuck. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. Fuck. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.